welcome back to the Never Broke Podcast. Remember here, our mission is to increase financial literacy, provide the tools necessary for financial freedom, and enable people to achieve their life goals. We want people to live a life of abundance. We hope to not only equip you with the proper tools, but empower you to live a fulfilling life. This is your host, Esther. Ooh, clap it up, clap it up, clap it up, clap it up. Yes, I'm back. Episode two. Um, I've literally been holding my breath because of this election, like <gasps> just, just holding it so badly for the last two weeks and almost crippled by everything going on. So first and foremost, let me, let's start with the updates, like what's going on. So if you haven't already heard on November 7, 2020, Joe Biden was announced as a 46th president of the United States of America by all media outlets. Um, President number 45, Mr. Trump, has yet to conceive and acknowledge this win, but that's really none of our business because um, the American people have spoke and that's what democracy looks like, apparently. So... Um, but the real bigger of the night is Kamala Harris, who I hope I'm saying her name right. She's not only the first woman vice president, but she's also black and Asian. A really big step for us moving towards a more progressive era of inclusivity and really us achieving what is said to be impossible. So big congratulations to both of them. We are one step closer to having a woman president i thought we were ready for that in 2016 but we have so much foundational work to do that i hope when a woman does get in power you know it's it's not a it's not a tough road but an easy one so regardless of who you voted for whether you your candidate won or not this is not a time for separation but more unity this is a time for us to heal and work together and really address some of the systematic issues that uh, that exist like just because joe biden is president don't mean racism is gone that that is alive okay it doesn't mean that police brutality and it doesn't mean all the issues that you were fighting for up to this point disappeared it is now up to you more than ever to really put pressure on your local politicians put pressure um really put pressure uh make sure you keep the same energy especially for your local officials especially for your school board your mayors senate it is really up to us to make sure that um we speak that we act up and we create a better world not only for ourselves but our neighbors and the generations to come that is our responsibility uh and i hope we carry that flame not lightly but with the burden on our shoulders another news during this week of election the new york times as well as well as other news outlets reported the stock market rallying if you check your stock market this week of november 8th and 9th and whatever this week the stock market has been bullish meaning we're in the green um a lot of stock rose especially after hearing the news of joe biden becoming president and a vaccine being available or like i don't want to say available but they've they're getting the covid19 vaccine going on um so i know that investing is a risk and we haven't really delved into many topics but 
if you're not investing, I think you should definitely look into it and see how much your risk appetite is. You might not be a risk taker. You might just want to stick to bonds and that's okay. I currently use Robinhood and Stash. If you would like to talk more about investing and which platforms I prefer me, DM me on my Instagram, which I'm very active on. And if you're interested in joining one of the platforms, I would love it if you use one of my referral codes. You get something free. I get something free. It's a win-win situation. So check out the Instagram, my Instagram bio, <laughs> where all of that would be involved. All right, then let's move on for the message for today. <sighs> so this week, I literally heard this quote and it spoke to my soul. The topic, the, the topic, the saying, what was said was what doesn't get tracked doesn't get improved. And that literally had me thinking about my journey, um, calculating my network, budgeting, and really un- analyzing what's around me. First and foremost, your girl is officially debt free. Oh my goodness. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Okay, I hope you someone out there is really ca- um, clapping for me because I'm clapping for myself. I was jumping around. I paced, I recently paid off $8,000 in credit card debt. <sighs> Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Okay. Um, how did I get myself into $8,000 worth of credit card debt in like three to five months? Well, I have a Delta travel card and I was obsessed with becoming a silver medallion. I can't say the word. I was obsessed with getting one of the status. So I decided that I was going to charge everything to my credit card bill, which isn't where I went wrong. Like charge it and pay it off with my credit card bill. But the stock market crashed and I charged everything. I charged my rent, my utilities, groceries, everything was charged to my credit card. And instead of using the money, my credit card, instead of using the money to pay off my credit card, I I bought stocks. Not recommended, but the market was looking really nice. Disney at one point in like April was like 106. And if anyone was like, has been keeping up with Disney before it was 153, $153. I was like, this is a discount. Like I need to jump in on this before I miss out on the opportunity. I, like I said, I do not recommend using your rent money for the things other than rent, like pay your rent first, handle your Fix expenses before you start investing. It's just make sure yourself, your body, your mind is correct before you start taking risk. That's just my advisement. So um, I really, I really racked up that debt. I really was swiping, swiping, swiping. Um, and then I, <laughs> I had to stop because that number was looking ugly. I almost maxed that. I pretty much maxed out my credit card. We don't need we don't need to focus on this topic. And one thing that really helped me was budgeting as well as moving back home with my parents, um, which was also a very strategic move because paying rent is such a big expense. Housing, for those of you who know, is one of the biggest expense somebody can have. And there's really nothing much you can do to avoid paying rent. Like you need somewhere to live. You can't like, (laughs) unless you know something I don't, 
unless you're doing a house hack, housing is usually your big biggest expense. Will I keep my credit card? Yes, yes, I will keep my credit cards. I think it's a good thing to have, um, just to have that line of credit available, especially for emergency. This year has shown that life does happen. Um, I should build out an emergency fund, but I do plan on keeping my credit cards. I'm not cutting them up. I'm not throwing them out. I don't plan on using them anytime soon. I don't plan on letting it get to 8000 anytime ever because that's money I could have been using for something else. So your girl is not doing that. Um, at max, you know, maybe, maybe spend it here and there, but I don't see myself really swiping left and right. I don't. One very big benefit from doing all of this is that my FICO score did go up and anyone who doesn't know your FICO score or your credit score as people refer to is that number between zero and eight hundred eight fifty I think it really depends on the which borough you're looking at which determines the importance of a credit score especially in American society is that it determines your credit worthiness and your trustworthiness can I trust you can I lend money to you and a lot of things rely on it getting an apartment relies on what your credit score um getting a car loan getting a mortgage a lot of things rely on you having a good credit score and if you don't have a good credit score please work towards building that um pay off your debt if you can uh so yeah and if you don't know what your credit your fico score is and you like you're not aware of how to get that information most banks do offer i know bank of america offer offers it i know chase offers it um and in terms of getting your credit report which is a detailed history of your your personal history with credit um any credit cards you've opened any loans you've taken out it's it's there i advise that you look at this annually and the three boroughs that well the three tax reporting agencies are equifax transunion and experian ete as i would like to remember them and those are a good way to get your free credit report free f-r-e-e free free 99 credit report at least once a year you get one report and it's a good way to come over um make sure there's no fraud because there might be things on there that wasn't you and you can report it and get it taken off it's just a good practice especially if you're in your 20s things happen like i said things happen so (sighs) i'm so tired talking about my credit card I feel broke thinking about it, but anyways, we never broke, you know, broke, but not broken. That's, that's, that's the word. Okay. That's the word for 2020 broke, but not broken. That's the name of this episode. That's going to be the name of this episode. So, all right. All right. Next, we're going to focus on how did I do it? What is not really how I did it, but I've heard I think one thing that I've been thinking about is this idea of budgeting and it's been a reoccurring topic like what is budgeting and it's something that seems like to scare people like if you really if you bring up the word it's like budgeting oh my gosh people tend to tense up and it's not something you should be afraid of 
at all. So when we think about the idea of budgeting, I want you to think about a plan. It's a plan for your money. What is this plan, right? And how are you utilizing this plan to achieve your life goals? That's it. That's it. So if if I know that I want to own a house, right? What am I, how am I cultivating a plan to help me get from Z and I'm at point A? That's it. It's just a plan. Budgeting is just a plan. Don't be intimidated by it. It does require a level of discipline and self-awareness. But the more you become cognizant of your spending habits, the more it becomes like second nature. Like for me, I'm pretty much like mentally always calculating. I'm also slightly a nerd, but I'm always mentally calculating how much money is incoming and leaving my pockets. So I think for me, the first step, you can do this forward or backwards or whichever way it works for, is to take note of your income, take note of your salary, take note of your dividends, take note of whatever money you are making inclusive of food stamps, EBT, like that's also monetary value. Like take note of that. If you get $300 in food stamps benefits, like that's, that should be part of your budget because especially your food budget. I mean, that's the only thing you can spend it on, but that is encapsulated in your whole budget. Like that's something you don't necessarily have to worry on, but we can dig deep into all of that later. So when we think about budgeting, step one, what is your income? How much money are you making? Step two, take note of your expenses, your fixed expenses and your variable expenses. Your fixed expenses are those expenses that you have to pay regardless if you have a job or not. So think about your rent or your mortgage, your car payments, your utilities. Those people are asking for their money every month okay they're knocking at your door and saying pay me my money pay run me my money so (laughs) if you don't that's essentially priority like you need to have your mortgage you need to have your phone bill depending on what you do you need to have these things defined so if you write everything down in your monthly expenses come down to nine hundred dollars just throwing numbers out there and you make $1,000. $1,000. The thing, the remaining money you have left is $100. What are you going to do with the $100? Are you going to save it? Are you going to invest it? Are you going to blow it? Are you going to spend it on money? Are you going, I mean, spend it on money. Are you going to spend it on clothes? Like, what is your plan for that money? When we think about variable expenses, um, these are things that change and fluctuate. These are things that, you know, come up randomly and aren't necessarily stable. Like, I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head, but I can't think of it, which is such a shame. Such a shame. Okay, a variable expense might be like your your car having to need a repair or something. It's not something that happens frequently unless your car is busted but we're not gonna get into that I'm not here to judge I'm not here to judge so I recently okay 
on the topic of expenses or like dates dates can be a variable expense and i'm going to circle back to this because it's very important so once you take knowledge of one your income and two your expenses it's really good to really analyze and really self-evaluate yourself some of the things that you think are necessities might not be necessities might be something to escape with and that that's the basic start of it this is how much i make this is how much my life cost, right? And this is how I'm going to spend my money. Uh, I mean, there's nothing else to add to that. Fun segue, fun segue. I recently asked a couple of you on my Instagram how much you should spend on a first date. And I heard anywhere between $30 and $200, which is such a big range. Like whoever's spending $100 and $200, can y'all take me out? Because your girl would like to go on a date like that. Like I'm friendly. I'm nice. <laughs> I'm just playing with you. I'm enjoying singlehood. But when we think about budgeting and going out on dates, I think what's interesting is that if you're going out on a first date, every weekend and you're spending $100 that's about $400 a month dating that's expensive that's just to get to know someone and that you might not like see this is not a a relationship channel so I'm not gonna bore you with that this is a finance channel and the reason I'm thinking about this is because there's other ways to get to know people without stretching your wallet what about a picnic what about getting wine or doing a paint and sip? That might be first, that might be second, third date territory. You know, we can't just be going over people's houses, but really thinking of creative ways that doesn't really stretch our budget. And maybe you're okay spending $400 a month on entertainment expense or going out expense or getting to know people expense, whatever you want to label this. But it's something that you should keep in mind when creating your budget. There's so many aspects of our lives. You should include miscellaneous because they're random things. Maybe I know the holidays coming up and I've created a budget specifically for the holidays encompass of miscellaneous because I'm not giving people gifts every day. That's not part of my normal budget. But because it's the holidays, everyone in that I'm giving a gift have a dollar amount specify like I don't want to spend any more than 200 per person this year or you know what I'm saying I don't want to spend more than this amount and if I'm under great you know I throw that money into some stocks or do something else with it but because I have an idea and I'm going into it with a mindset I do not overspend and it's very important that you end this year strong right? This year has been shaky. This year has brought us a lot of things, but it's critical that we end this year strong. This way we start 2021 even stronger. Okay. Y'all hear me. I'm, I'm preaching today. (laughs) I'm preaching. So now that you've analyzed your income, analyze your expenses and you understand you've put miscellaneous, you put entertainment, you put food, you put rent. What now? What do you do now, right? What's the point, right? You've acknowledged what's going on. For the most part, things stay the same 
things are constant well your budget is a living document and it's something that should grow with you as you grow and change and life happens like your budget in your early 20s should not be your budget when you have kids like there's different needs and requirements and there's this idea that when you make more money the goal is to maintain the same expense so like let's say you're making a hundred thousand and your expenses are twenty thousand and when you make one hundred fifty thousand generally you don't want your expense to increase as well but you maintain that lifestyle of twenty thousand right and the idea of this is to build wealth the idea of understanding where your money is going and how much is leaving your pocket is to really understand how much you need to retain and keep for yourself right how much are you saving can you increase your saving rate can you increase the money you pay yourself can you increase your dream fund can you increase the money that you don't owe to anybody's because all the expenses that going that are going out your pockets are liabilities you owe someone you owe someone, you're paying someone, you're giving someone your wealth and you're not building the assets. And shoot, when it comes to the expenses that were taking up money for me, the gym, okay? I don't know why I decided to sign up for a gym membership during a global pandemic, but I did. And I went about 10 times and I've been paying for the past three to four months and I finally canceled it today. I I'm really excited. I don't know if you can hear it, but the gym to me is the biggest trap. I feel like it's a setup and I'm a little mad about it because it's the hardest. Anyone who's ever tried to cancel a gym membership knows it's one of the hardest things to do. Like, why is it so hard to cancel this? Like, why? Like, y'all took my money in a quick. Y'all took that deposit and took your monthly and annually, like, but y'all don't want whatever we're not gonna (sighs) analyze your expenses are all the things in your budget things you really need do you really need um hulu disney plus and netflix and apple music and spotify like maybe it's time to cut the fat especially if you want to move more money into your savings For me, now that I've completed paying my debt, my goal is to build an emergency fund. The target industry goal is to have anywhere between three to six months because that's the type of time it'll take you to re- like recuperate, like find another job on average, like find another job and really be comfortable. And your emergency fund is consistent of you really understanding your expenses right like what is the target number so if your total expenses each month is five hundred dollars and you're saying i need to have six months worth of that that's three thousand dollars right but if you don't know what your expenses are how are you gonna know what worst case scenario amount of money you would need as an emergency fund you won't you won't i don't think you will. So I think it's something to be very cognizant of just to really self-evaluate, especially Q4, especially Q4. It is a time to take inventory. It's a time to reflect and 
yes, I'm talking about finances, but I'm also talking about personally reflect, take inventory. Are there things you need to let go of? Are there things you need to add more? of? Do you need to pay yourself more? Do you need to invest more? Invest more capital, invest more time in yourself. These are questions that I, I want to leave you with because we're, we're in our wealth building stage. We are in our wealth accumulation phase. We are in the stages where people keep talking about grinding hard, but work smart. Work smart to build your wealth, right? Work smart to build not your own wealth, but generational wealth and the wealth for your community and the society around you and create the change. Be the change. Be the change. We're, we're so reliant on so many people creating change for us, but be the catalyst. Be the catalyst not only in your life, but the life of many people. So, this is a message, especially for my black and brown people. I want us to be in a place of abundance. I want us to know where we're starting off at. If we're starting in the negatives, let's take note of that. But how far can you go if you don't know where you're going, where you've come from? It is our job to break generational curses. It is our job to stop the habits that block blessings. It is our job to do the work, commit. This isn't about easy money. This isn't about fast money. This isn't about scared money. Scared money don't make no money, okay? (laughs) But it is about us creating something more for ourselves. We may be currently broke, but we aren't broken. If you take anything from this podcast today, I stress that you start from exactly where you are. You might be more blessed than you realize. You have more. You live in abundance. Develop a a wealth mindset. Develop a, 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 a way of thinking where you're constantly in abundance. You're manifesting the life you see for yourself. Budget your money. Take charge. You might be broke today, but that doesn't mean you'll be broke forever. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Never Broke Podcast. I really appreciate you. I appreciate any feedback, any questions. If you want to stay up to date, follow us on all social media platforms. On Instagram and Facebook, it's at We Never Broke. That's We Never Broke. W-E-N-E-V-A-B-R-O-K-E. On Twitter, it's Never Broke Pod. Never, N-E-V-A-B-R-O-K-E-P-O-D. And on our website, check out our website. We have a lot of blogs and a lot of things coming. www.neverbroke.com. That's www.neverbroke.com. We look forward to you joining us every week on this platform. Love you all. Peace. Stay safe. And we're out. Bye.